started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. What the fuck is up, gamers? We're back. Um, we're fucking back. <laughs> we're back to torture ourselves. Um, and we brought hmm. a friend. Hello? Game Hello? Hello? It's, it's me. Gamer? I'm talking into the mic instead of just yelling vaguely into the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we finally have um, boyfriend of the show, Matt Gamecube of Noise Space, Overlord. Professional um, background yeller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's here for Sex in the City, the movie part two racism one yeah sure is great to come into this um where in the first half of this movie literally nothing happens nothing happens for an hour (laughs) (laughs) like a whole hour of this movie and nothing Uh, happens like the thing that i know about this movie is that it's the racism movie and they don't even start playing the racism music until like 57 minutes in yeah (laughs) unless unless you think racism against irish people is real in which case they play racist irish music several times prior to that yeah, yeah that's i would agree maybe you could call it xenophobic but i don't think you'd call it racist no, <laughs> but i mean I, really yeah. like <laughs> yeah like as a british person i don't know if i can really speak on that but like it's not good hmm. hot take it's, it's um a choice they make for sure i guess we'll get there when we meet aaron um one of our new characters in this movie who's never been in the show before now um (laughs) but but yeah matt tell us about your history with sex in the city i know what it is but every single episode of sex in the city i have watched has been while stephanie is watching it for the podcast and i have been in the same room and you've watched like a decent amount of it like i would say the last couple seasons of the show you've seen almost all of more or less anything since i started living here yeah (laughs) yeah did you see you saw maybe like half of the first movie, I feel like. I feel like I watched some of it when you weren't there, maybe. Um, no, I was there for the whole first movie. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, we also usually ask our guests which of the girls they are. I don't know if we usually do it at the end of the episode or the beginning, but we might as well just ask now because you've seen enough of the show. Which girl mm-hmm. are you? But am I any of them? I feel like I'm not any of them. Yeah, I'm actually trying to think about it now and I'm like, not a Carrie. Maybe a Samantha, like a less horny Samantha. Kind of like you could be like yeah. It's like I, n- I never fucked though. No, but you could be Samantha who's horny for friends. Yeah, true. I am horny for friendship because yeah. you have you have more friends than anyone I've ever met, and like Samantha has fucked more people than I've ever met. So it's kind yeah. of like a platonic yeah. Samantha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it checks out. It kind of checks mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Canon. Well, yeah, because I'm it's a. I'm, the only thing is, I, I don't know, I don't think as highly of myself as Samantha does, but I suppose that that, like, really just kind of goes to all the characters. Mm. I don't really think myself as highly as any of them do. Well, Miranda has a pretty low opinion of herself sometimes, I think. But... Yeah, but she's also competent, so that's a no-go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's, like, I don't know, has normal people's insecurities, and, like, the rest yeah. of them just a either neurotic in like a woody allen way is how i would describe Ooh, charlotte it's the but worst like she, way to be neurotic yeah but she is like neurotic in like an annoying way but it's less <laughs> annoying because she's not a man and also not a disgusting creep 
Um, yeah. So I don't know. And then, yeah, the rest of them are pretty, pretty self-confident. Um, which is not a bad thing. And then, carry. yeah, you can't, you can't say I'm any of the men on this show. Fuck no. Yeah, I think you know how to wipe your ass. I do know how to wipe my ass. Um, you're not like a business guy who's been married three times and keeps cheating on his partners. Um, uh, you're not a Hollywood actor. Yeah, or a lawyer. You're no, you're a yeah. Harry. You could be a Harry, yeah, because he's just like a funny guy. He's just a wife guy. He's a wife yeah. guy. And you're a wife guy. So the yeah. only difference is I have hair. You have hair so much. You were raised Catholic. Mm-hmm, I that, was raised Catholic. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I just gotta time to pop the beeb. How oh, yeah? Get it going. Let's get this going. I've got a gl- beeb. I've got a glass of rosé. Let's kick it off. Uh, yeah. I fucking feel like a loser now. I've got a glass of water. <laughs> it's not uh, even sparkling water. It's just fucking. Um, like- well, there's a, there's a bottle of isopropyl alcohol behind your mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get bl- you start getting nutty. It does have one of those uh, real funky skull and crossbones logos on it. <laughs> Please don't drink this. Well, it's like that thing from Arrested Development where it's like the winky eye, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just a suggestion. Yeah, it's the winky skull alcohol suggestion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my favorite kind of drink suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was drinking this instead of watching this movie. Um, <laughs> you wish you were I drinking guess- stuff that will kill you. <laughs> Yeah, we can start the movie, I guess. Yeah. We might as well just fucking get started. We're, again, we're only doing the first half because, like, last time we just... is The thing is, the first movie felt like it was jam-packed with a new plot every five minutes. This is kind of the opposite. Right. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was talking to my mom about this um, because I was like, it's two and a half hours long. It's the same length as, like, a Star Wars movie, right? <laughs> As like, Nothing happens like, in those either. Yeah. Or <laughs> like an Avengers movie. Like a blockbuster film. Or yeah. like fucking The Godfather. Why is this film so long? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's because in those films, there's moments where like there's an action scene. Like not every single scene is people just talking, you know? Yeah. Right. And this thing was yeah. every single scene is people talking and they're mostly talking about nothing. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even like they're talking about nothing in the kind of way as like, God, I hate to even say this, but you know, like how in Tarantino movies, like most of the movie is just people having conversations that are relatively meaningless to the plot, but it's still kind of like, oh, it's like a good scene to watch. Like, I hate to hand it to him because he's the worst. Oh, yeah. Person, well, like the tipping but... conversation in Reservoir Dogs says so much about the characters in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. yeah it establishes them. It says they're gay. And in this, it's like. <laughs> nothing it's (laughs) i think because like at least in the film generally you're introducing characters and there's like character development that's happening Mm. people have character arcs um that's not there like they know i think that everyone going to see this film probably or at least when they're writing it they're like right everyone who's gonna go watch this film is at least familiar with who everyone is we don't need yeah. to like, explain who Charlotte is, explain who Carrie is. Like, they know who they are. I mean, they still get character introductions at the start of the movie. Yeah, it's like you've watched six seasons of these people and a movie. You already know who the fuck they are inside and out. Like, yeah. they're your best friends. We don't need to do anything with their characters. Fuck you. Well, they've already had complete character arcs 
from the show. And I mean, as everyone knows, by the time you turn 40, all your character arcs are done. So you never yeah. have any more for the rest of your life again. Um, but it's kind of like, okay, they had these very well-rounded, like, life arcs that they could have very neatly left off and then at the and then the first movie was just very contrived trying to come up with these issues that they could have in order to make so much drama happen Mm -hmm. and then now they're trying to make another you're trying to tell me these characters have more arcs no they're not (laughs) because they don't actually give them one that's the point well the (laughs) arcs are so stupid like they are there but they're so stupid because it's like Oh no, we have a nanny who's Irish who never wears a bra. Oh no. She's got titties. She's got titties. If they didn't go to fucking Abu Dhabi, like this would be a filler episode. Like it would be an episode of the show which is like not very important. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, I mean, like Matt and I were talking before recording about how, like, how much of this movie must have been funded by like Abu Dhabi, just like. In terms of... Yeah, like, th- was this movie entirely funded by Emirati Tourist Department? Because it really seems like it is. Because, like, I the, think the... Yeah. <laughs> it must have. And they're all like, wow, it's so wonderful here. Like, at least partially, definitely. And they're not hiding it because they have a sheik who is a film producer in the film. Yeah. In the movie! Look yeah. right in there! Like, if you just told me that that guy literally just was a sheik, uh, like, a sheik movie producer... Then I would believe yeah. you. Like it, it just—it seems like it would yeah. fit. This all, this movie also seems way more aggressive about like product placement than usual. Yeah, but like, the Pringles were like front and center every time they were on frame. Look, the Arabic, Arabic Pringles. Pringles. The Arabic Pringles. Yeah, and they have to be like, oh my god, isn't it funny? They're Arabic Pringles. These exotic people have Pringles. Mm-hmm. They can't say yeah. exotic. Like over here. So if you're in the UK, it's on Netflix. If you want to hurt yourself. Um, <laughs> And, like, even the description is, like, the gal pals going on an exotic getaway. And, I don't know, the word exotic is weird. It's very, um, orientalist. We only just Uh, get, we only just get into that. And I was like, great, that's going to be the right. So tune in for the great City Girl series finale, which will be us talking about (laughs) racism for two hours. Exotic is just, like, what... But, like, people who are trying not to be racist but who are racist will, like, refer to my family. I was going to say refer to me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, we we both have one white parent and one non-white parent. We we got it. We got it. We we see each other. Yeah, we're mixed gang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and people will describe you as exotic and be like, wow, you're so exotic. Where are you from? And, you know. I'm well, like, you're just um, from the Nintendo manufacturing warehouse. I mean, that's where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you should Japan, say, I guess. yeah, you should say Japan, the Nintendo manufacturing warehouse. I'm a GameCube. Mm-hmm. The GameCube. Yeah, that is where I came from. Mm-hmm. I guess we should talk about this film. I don't want to, but like, uh, I know they start the movie with like the exact same. Well, okay, not the exact same music because they started with Empire State of Mind, but yeah. they like. Also play the remix of the theme song that it's like the exact same one that they played in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, the Fergie remix. And yeah. then it sucks so much. It sucks so much. And then Carrie's voiceover is like talking about how Manhattan was sold for beads. And it's like talking about how colonialism rules. Yeah, she said yeah. there were some Dutch, some Indians, and some beads, which is a great way to start the movie. It's like, about yeah, the racism movie starting out with the racism. Uh, okay. about different people. Then we're going to be racist, but later. Yeah, our, we're not going to get into. I we can the colonialism. She's like, it's good actually because now there's skyscrapers. 
Um, yeah. I we do get kind of a really stupid part, though, like where Carrie's like, I've been here since like 1986 or something. And then we see a flashback to like every girl in their 80s outfits, but it's also the same actresses, and we're supposed to believe that they're like 20. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I, I like that. I, know, I, I did enjoy that because their outfits were so much like Samantha's outfit was so over the top. It was yeah. So I guess we should talk about like where each girl was when Carrie met them. So she met Charlotte first, which I didn't expect. And Charlotte's obviously like super preppy and whatever. Um, but they met when they're on the subway and a homeless man flashed them. And I guess they bonded over that, which I'm like, and she tells it like it's a funny anecdote. And I'm like, oh God, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then like Miranda, she was, Miranda has this bowl cut. Um, and a beige suit. Oh, it's so bad. It's so, it's great. <laughs> and Carrie was working in Bloomingdale's and Miranda was buying something and crying in the dressing room. Um, so they became friends. And then my favorite is Samantha, who is like full 80s hair metal and she was working as a bartender in CBGBs. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's really good to me. <laughs> I'd like, yes, I would love to be a bartender in CBGBs and it makes sense. But yeah, Does it's CBGBs like, even exist anymore? No, I was listening to um a WHM a We Hit Movies episode, and apparently it's like a t-shirt store now. I mean, that's, that's New York in a fucking nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, oh my god! But yeah, the bullshit city. Thank <laughs> you, New York. <laughs> fucking hate New York. When people are roasting New York on Twitter, that was peak Twitter. I'm sorry. Oh my god, it's good. I uh, mean, where where else are you going to go to the store and be able to get? A bunch of different items. Where else can you go to the store and get uh, M and M's and toilet paper? I don't know any store. God, <laughs> the store, the store that you can get that, and also like a paint scraper is like two seconds from our house. So yeah, yeah I'm it's like, a bodega. It's just not called that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like um, I could walk over the road to Mister Malley's, who which is run by Mister Malley, who is like it's just like a corner shop, but. So run by a guy called Mr. Mally and he's very nice. And then, like, but there's a cat in our one. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is one thing that is true of a lot of bodegas is that a lot of them have cats because I do very much follow bodega cats on Twitter and it's a I good mean, account. That is a good account, but I would also say like, yeah, there are cats and dogs in other like corn shops kind of yeah. a thing. And- I feel like the only place I regularly will see a cat here is if I'm going to a pet store. Do yeah. you smell the pet store a lot? Yeah, they're very I'm, sweet. I mean, my I'm back in my parents' place, but like my flat has just like street cats outside, which I have created. <laughs> I love that. I love street cats. Yeah, Jellico uh, cat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're really over avoiding this movie. Fuck. Well, it's shit. The, the first. Okay, the best part of the movie is coming up, though, and it should have been the mm-hmm. entire movie. We are close to it because, like, the beginning of the movie, like, the where we kick off is this wedding. It's Stanford and – well, we don't start at the wedding. We find out that Stanford and um, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony are getting married. You literally forgot his name. I, I for- do love that. I don't <laughs> well, he's, he's relevant. He's relevant. He's – I don't care. What I, I'll just come out and say it. Anthony is funny, but I don't give a shit about him no. most of the time. So um, they go to like get their gift from the registry for it. And like the woman there at the fancy store is just like, oh, that's so wonderful that your two gay best friends are getting married. And it's just like, 
they make these jokes about how it's like, oh, everyone else settled down and they were the only two people left. So gay people can still get married when they're like 40. And it's like, yeah. Now it's the only time they can get married because I, like, it was like just legalized in Connecticut at that point, right? That's why they were getting married in Connecticut specifically. Uh, I'm I like, it was relatively early. Was I'm, it not yeah. legal in New York at the time? No, because Stafford says something like he can only, because later on, they, like Anthony says he's allowed to cheat. And Stanford says, oh, yeah, in the 45 states that we're not legally married. So. Which includes New York, I guess? I guess. Well, now we have to check when the movie I've now pronounced you Chuck and Larry came out because they (laughs) lived in New York State in that movie. Okay. I'm going to check. We need to know because it it seems kind of fucked up if he's like, oh, yeah, no, you're cool to cheat as long as you're in the state we live in. (laughs) Okay, but that was in 2007. But the thing says domestic partner benefits. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay. All I know is that in I Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, they had to go to Ontario to get married. Because gay marriage has been legal in Canada since like 2005. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember when we did it. It was definitely before America. So I want to say it was like 2000. It was maybe about 2010. I don't know. I was a child, I think. Mm. But I was happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, 2011 is when New York. So... They wouldn't be okay. legally married for another year in the place where they live. Okay. Okay, that, that makes sense. Um, their wedding is fucking just absolutely nice. Bananas. It's fucking, but like, rich people. <gasps> okay, so it's like, they have, it's like Venice. If Venice was all white, it, it was white, right? Like, they have... Oh, that wedding like is a, pretty white. It is pretty white. I, there is one black person, oh, and it was... Got him! <laughs> Got him! Yeah, no, it was just Lily and Norm Lewis who uh, showed up. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was like, so everything's black and white, and I think the actual like, I don't know, wedding. What do you dress code was like black tie or black and white? Um, which Americans don't yeah. know what black tie means, so they just dress in black and white. And um, mm-hmm. there's like swans going around because everything's uh-huh. on like. There's like a fucking river system. There's canals inside. <laughs> yeah, and, there's like a bridge inside. Yeah. And it's just a lot. Like everything is fucking bougie. Um, and they comment on it. They're like, this wedding is ridiculous. And obviously, yeah. like, you know, all the girls are there with their partners. Uh, Samantha brought her dog. And like, they, Anthony comes over and he says something like, Oh yeah, like he didn't plan it. Apparently, he just like he is a wedding planner. He is a wedding planner, but he didn't plan it, which makes sense. You might not want to plan your own wedding if that's your job. Um, Yeah, but he said he just let Stanford have whatever he wanted, and it was Stanford's idea. All of this, yeah, which makes sense because he is like very over the top. They do a lot in this entire part to kind of enforce the like, you know, every gay couple has like. There's like the man and the woman, of course, you know, how, how every gay couple is. Uh, mm. They do a lot to kind of be like, Stanford is clearly the woman because he's wearing white and because he gets- Like a wedding. virgin, touched for the very first time. Yeah. The line that they yeah. definitely had to say both parts of. Yeah, they definitely had to. But they, they kind of, <laughs> they, don't, they don't say it, which is good because it does suck, but it's kind of just like, they do very much make it seem like, yeah, Stanford is the one, like the bride. Yeah. Who's the the handmaiden and who's the feudal lord? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, Stanford has a great line where he says, hey, Carrie, remember that summer where I got hooked on coke? Yes. It was, it was kind of like that. <laughs> like you just got carried away with the whole thing. But then they also make the comment, which is this is not explored, but it's far more interesting, that Stanford has been saving for his wedding since he, basically since he could. And he always knew he was going to get married. Um, he originally thought he was going to get married to a nice Jewish girl. I guess we find out like canonically that Stanford's Jewish, which I don't think I can't remember ever being mentioned in the show. I don't but, think it ever was mentioned because you'd think that I, Carrie think would, that would be come like, up. you think Carrie would be like, oh, Stanford can give you some advice about like converting Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, <laughs> um, no, that would make too much. Parents are adorable though. Oh my god. They're so cute. I love them. Um, but he says he's been saving up for his wedding because uh, he always knew he wanted to get married. And he thought, well, when I do get married, I want it to be spectacular. And that's fair enough. Like, okay. Um, they don't really Stanford get- do again? He, isn't he a modeling agent? He does something like that. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's some kind of agent for something. I mean, I guess it's just very much um, like TV. People are way, way richer than yeah. would be reasonable. Yeah, Any I mean, I, I guess if he's been saving up for like 30 years, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah, that is a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know. I like know. asking Shirley to too. And like, I don't know, maybe Stanford's parents were helping too. Who knows? But yeah. It's a lot. It's a, And also they keep going, like Big keeps calling it a gay wedding. And then Carrie keeps being like, it's not a gay wedding. It's just a wedding. Like it's Stanford and Anthony's wedding. And Big's like, it's a gay wedding. I don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. it's, but then they walk in and see how extravagant it is. And Carrie's just like, okay, it's a gay wedding. Right, right, that was right after they noticed like the fucking gay men's choir of New York was there. I love yeah. that. Which, like, they sounded sick the whole time. They did. It was they, fucking great. They were doing so much, and I loved them. And, yeah, yeah, Carrie is wearing, like, a suit with, like, big hair, huge hair that's crimped, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, um, I think she would have looked so good if her hair hadn't been crimped, because the suit looks great, but the crimped hair just sucks. But I do like that she's the best man. That is that is <laughs> yeah. really cute. Good detail. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, I think if she just had her hair either just like big and curly or like sleek bun, would have looked a million times better. And then she puts on so like she's helping Stanford with his like flowers and everything. And her one says Carrie Preston. And she's like, Oh, Carrie Preston, not Carrie Bradshaw. And he's like, Yeah, the wedding planner said it's, you know, married couples have their surnames. Um and she's like, well, the buccaneer, well, I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. The flower thingy. Um, so that may be Carrie Preston, but this is Carrie Bradshaw. And she puts on an evil witch crown. It's the Maleficent crown. Yeah, Matt yeah. and both at the same time were like, she's Maleficent. Like, Which yeah. is that Carrie Bradshaw? She seems more like a big hat person. She and that's is. not really a big hat. She no. She look very though which i am very into it's a very good dramatic look it's it doesn't like, match anyone else is dressed like but it's very good no it's like oh the, what did the best man at your wedding wear like there's just a picture of like you know stanford and anthony and then maleficent like yeah. <laughs> that's the wedding photos i mean if you want to have a gay wedding you need to have maleficent there that just seems like yeah exactly <laughs> gay <laughs> like, rights yeah, Maleficent said gay rights. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like gross that Big is like, it's a gay wedding. He feels very heterosexual. He's very much the like heterosexual person who just like has never really thought about sexuality ever in his life. And no. he's just like, he's like, I don't want to 
Well, he kind of seems like he'll be like offended if like gay men hit on him, but then a gay guy does hit on him and he's like, I still got it. Yeah, he kind of turns him down politely, which is like better than what I expected. But the bar was yeah. low. Um, and then the wedding happens. So yeah, and also like, <laughs> gonna hit on big. Like they clearly will see him and know he's not gay. Like they'll see him at the wedding and be like, "You, th- I just can't imagine." This the entire gay man fire of New York is there, yeah. and you're hitting on big. Yeah, big? I don't know. Big kind of looks like he has a thing for twinks. That he could. Like in a dark yeah. way. Like I could see Big like having faceless grinder pictures. Mm. Mm. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess I could see that maybe. Yeah. Um, so the wedding happens and they walk down the aisle to sunrise sunset from Fiddler on the Roof. Um mm-hmm. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know if it's what I would choose to walk down the aisle because it's like really sad. Um huh? but it's a beautiful song. Um and like yeah the pe- their parents give them away and they're so cute it's the first time we see stanford's adorable parents who i'm in love with um and they're so cute they're so cute and then they're standing like you know at, on underneath the thingy i've lost words i don't have to podcast anymore um but they're standing there and someone's i someone, i can't remember who is like wait until you see who's marrying them and it's like, I, how can this wedding get any more gay? And this li- is a sentence. Yeah, and Liza <laughs> Minnelli comes out. And yeah. they're like, yeah, it has got more gay. And <laughs> it's just incredible. Some, it's just the law of physics. Whenever something is this gay, Liza appears. She manifests. She yeah. man- I'm manifesting Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like, I feel like that's just true of the movie. They had the plot of the gay wedding and Liza Minnelli just manifested on set. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking like Bill Murray in Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. drive him over. Yeah. Exactly what happened. Yeah. And yeah. I love her. And she's like, she's just fucking beautiful. She's just like wonderful on screen. She has a great presence. It's Liza fucking Minnelli. Fucking charming as hell. It's good. She's funny. And then she performs as well. She doesn't just marry them. She performs single ladies on the stage and she does the single ladies dance. Yeah. And everyone's going ape shit, including us. Yes. Yes. And she's wearing like a shirt and these like thigh high boots at like fucking how old she was? Uh, fucking 70. So- yeah, yeah, amazing. And then every time they cut away from the performance to show people talking, I'm like, "What are you doing? Keep showing us the performance." And the, like, that performance oh. should have been the entire two and a half hours. But it's the best part of the movie. I would like yeah. to. Watch, I, I don't know. Just what I mean. I'd, if you have two hours to like to kill, watch Liza with a Z. Like, just watch a Liza Nelly performance. You watch Cabaret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but I was in my head I was being a proper nerd about it because I was like, well, the single ladies dance was inspired by Bob Fosse, who directed Cabaret. Um mm. so I was like, that's nice. All comes full circle. Exactly. Good. Exactly. He's well dead though, so he didn't get to see Liza <laughs> perform in this film. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible, and I really wish that could be everything because like yeah, then we go to the scene where they're like, Carrie and like the gals are, and the guys are like all sitting at this table and um, these strangers kind of turn over to Carrie and they're like, this one lady is just like, I'm you. Like, I've been reading your column and your books for ages and I'm you. Like, 
we were also married like two and a half years ago, just like you were and blah, blah, blah. And Carrie's like, wow, well, let me introduce you to your own husband, John James Preston. Yeah. Uh, and then they're just like, oh, yeah, well, we're having a baby. Like we have a surrogate. And are you, are you guys going to have baby? And I just cannot imagine the audacity of like being a stranger to someone and then within one minute of meeting them being judgmental to them about like how they're not going to have a baby and being like oh isn't it kind of sad that it's just going to be the two of you forever that woman's face acting was so much she was oh my god journey yeah (laughs) no point to the sign that says no face journeys (laughs) yeah (laughs) she was she was going for it like okay i get you're making conversation with someone and you're like oh we're having a baby like because she says the baby's due date is on their wedding anniversary which is very nice and she's like oh we're having a surrogate are you guys gonna have kids we can give you the the name of our surrogacy company like okay fine but then when carrie says oh we're not gonna have kids she's like oh ew life like what do you, what do you mean life it's like i can life? almost get it like the way that they were intending to write this character is basically like basically like an audience surrogate almost because right because it's like it's, it's someone who's watching carrie's work in the way that we are intended to have watched the series and then like you know judging the way she went she, she her life is going because she sees herself so much in carrie yeah. and now that there's when they, the second she meets dissonance i mean when you when you completely build your life <laughs> around like the concept of someone else's life and then their life is going in a different way i can kind of get what they were going for there but um one the scene is way too fucking long yeah and two like the face journey is just so dramatic like it it, it would be like a mild disappointment like she yeah. looks like she was just told her parents were killed <laughs> yeah she looks like carrie just said oh no i'm gonna go and beat up children for the rest of my life i'm gonna right, go like, to Every child that's brought into the world, I'm going to murder one. I'm going to go to the kids' ICU and I'm going to punch them all in the face. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, oh. Whereas, I think I'm going to go to the, to, to the NICU and go unplug all the machines. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what it looks like she just said. Yeah. It's like, I fucking hate kids. Every single one of them, you're a disgusting person. Is why yeah, like, like, it, 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 She looks like like Carrie just picked up Lily and Rose and spiked them to the ground. Yeah, whereas like the the natural reaction to like I guess or I mean it wouldn't be my reaction, but people who are like judgmental about other people not wanting to have kids mm-hmm. is more of Carrie's like, oh, we're not going to have kids, and she's like, oh, are you sure? And then Carrie goes, yeah, we're sure, and she's like, oh, okay. Um, and it's kind of condescending, whereas not like you know distraught huh yeah it seems and even the husband is being super weird about it but like i did not pay attention to him because i was like locked in on this woman's face journey yeah (laughs) she was traveling because like yeah i even know like just people being like like i've just even heard it in real life where people are like oh well like i feel like even if you think you don't want kids you're gonna be older and then realize oh that was a mistake i should have had them because now i just don't have anyone and it's just like why are you why do you feel this way why are you such a why are you my sister already had kids i have kids i can hang out with anytime like they're right there and i'm not responsible for their poop no no yeah it's like if you i would oh my god we'd live in a much better world if people who did not want to have kids didn't have kids Mm -hmm. yeah it'd be so much better much less money on therapy um but Uh 
yeah, it's just it's just so weird. I get I can kind of understand if someone is young and someone else is like, oh, maybe you'll change your mind, which is still incredibly condescending. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carrie is like in her forties. Um, well, Big is like in his like early sixties, isn't he? Big, yeah. Big is like fifty something. So he's yeah, a couple I, years older than Samantha, right? And Samantha's fifty two. Yeah, so he must be like at least like in his mid fifties. Um, yeah. so them not wanting to have kids, like yeah, they've kind they've gone past the point to have them naturally. Um, right. Maybe they would want to have surrogate kids, or maybe they'd want to adopt, but they don't want to do that. And it's not your life, so who fucking cares? And like, yeah, yeah, Carrie's got Lily and Rose that she can hang out with whenever. She's not like she doesn't mm-hmm. hate, doesn't like kids. She just doesn't want to have them herself. Yeah. She even says, "Oh, we love kids. We just don't want to have our own," which is like a pretty completely normal way to feel. Like, yeah, I feel like most people I know feel that way. <laughs> yeah, that's but. completely normal. She's. I also forgot Brady, but that's because no one likes Brady. I have a literal literal note, note that I've been looking at for the last five minutes is just I hate Brady. Yeah, it's in my notes. That's <laughs> <laughs> just an entire bullet point. We'll, well get there in a minute. Well, because Lily is like adorable, and she's like, "Mommy, Daddy, can I look at the swans?" And they're like, "Yeah, just stay here where we can see you." And she just sits down, and, like looks at the swans, and there's a bit where she's just like playing with the dog very quietly and peacefully. And I'm like, "Love you, Brady." She's just a little angel. She's so Brady's cute. Like- Brady's just like this eight-year-old kid. Who well, is this the first time they've like? This is the first time this kid has been Brady, right? I think no. This I, kid has been Brady the entire time. Why? Really? Yes. Oh Jesus! I, I, I only remember toddler Brady. So like when he was much smaller. No, yeah. I think this was the Brady from the last movie, at least. Okay. So I don't even remember Brady in the last movie. I I know he was <laughs> there because the whole Miranda Steve bullshit right conflict, yeah. but like. Anyway, oh yeah, he was always just like at the bottom of the frame in that whole movie. Yeah, because <laughs> no. they were always like the the camera was always yeah. up at the at the parents. He does have like a couple lines in this one, but I hate him. I just don't care. I mean, good for him in the science fair, at least. Yeah, I guess. But um, before we get there, um, we have them like all trying to go to bed that night, and Samantha like fucks this guy from the wedding, and this, there's it's this, Anthony's brother. It is Anthony's brother, and there's just this scene where like. Big is like, I wonder who's worse, the screaming baby, like Charlotte screaming baby, or uh, Samantha. And Carrie's just like, Samantha. Because yeah, because people <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah. Samantha, well, they're just, it's the weirdest sex because they're just, they're just saying, yeah, yeah. He's just fucking pounding her against the headboard and she's just yelling, yeah, and that's it. And like, Samantha, you're going to get a concussion. You're going to get a Samantha, concussion. Samantha has surgery. Yeah, yeah, and you're getting the con- concussion of the head and concussion of the cervix. Concussion of the cervix, fully. Like, that's just what happens when you get pounded like that. Um, but, yeah, she she's just screaming, like, you can hear it from outdoors, so that's fun. Mm, yeah, well, she's having a good time, and Rose is just, I don't know, she's terrible too, she's just being a bit, she's being happy, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, babies are like that, especially toddlers, so... Big and Carrie put on uh, TV and they flip over to It Happened One Night and Big is like, oh, kid, you're in for a treat. Um, I hate and- culture kids so much. <laughs> I swear to God, if I was married to someone and they called me kid, um, the divorce would be finalizing. 
<laughs> the way you said, oh, kid, you're in for a treat made it sound like he was going to, like, abduct her in his van. <laughs> like a lolly. He's about to hand her an ice lolly. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> is that a scene from uh, Mr. Sleep where they, like, kidnap that boy, but, like, n- not creepy? Yeah. Well, it's creepy because it's big. But he does. He calls her kids. It's weird. Uh- his entire idea of masculinity seems to be more or less based around old Hollywood, so... Oh, fully. This tracks. Mm. Yeah, no, fully. Uh, he... He cranked it for the first time to Casablanca. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I do yeah. like that Carrie is like, oh, ooh, risque, because like, this woman shows her leg, and he's like, oh, it was for the 30s, and she's just like, oh, yeah, did you see it in theaters when it first came out? Pretty sick. Love it. Sick yeah. Burn. Sick burn. <laughs> sick burn, kid. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they just cuddle up and watch it. And then it's breakfast time. Um, Sam is taking like a million vitamins and hormones because it's the menopause. So she's fighting it back. I mean, she's got like a a pill box. I have a pill box. Um, because I'm chronically ill, so I'm on a lot of medication, and she's taking more than me. Um, which is a lot, and. She's just like, I'm fighting back. I'm on uh, vitamins. She's taking melatonin. Um, She's rubbing hormone creams into a puss at one point in this film. Her office that has a giant window her glass windows where her like receptionist can fully see her. Yep. Um, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm fighting it back. And, you know, I, by the time you women are 50, I'll be 35. Yeah. Very much Chekhov's pillbox, too. You yeah. can really see where that was going to end up going. We also get like um a fucking product placement where they're talking about um the woman who does it, who like came up with this whole regimen and everything. And they're like, you would really follow advice from someone who came up with the thigh master. And Samantha's like, well, look at my thighs. And oh, like, yeah, okay. Suzanne Summers, <laughs> who was on like, I think she was the the blonde one from Three's Company okay. as well. And then she had like a product placement. (laughs) Yeah. And then she had like a Jane Fonda moment and she was like a health guru kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I was very. But did she get arrested during protests? Because then she didn't really have her Fonda moment, did she? That's true. Well, she's Fonda for Republicans, I think. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Got him. Yeah. So then Charlotte comes in with her kids because she's a bit late. And uh, she's like, oh, sorry, the nanny's um, just running late. Harry it, Harry was like, his golf is running late. But then we see Harry like five seconds after, so it's bullshit. Um, but, <laughs> and yeah, like, so they see that Rose is obviously like terrible twos. And I think Miranda says terrible twos. And Charlotte's like, she's not terrible. She's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's extremely like she's so offended that someone would call her daughter terrible, and Miranda's just like, no, like it's terrible when your kids are two because like they're just it's a lot. And Charlotte's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like she tries, uh, like Charlotte tries, no, Carrie tries to like take Rose. She's like, oh, baby Rose, come here, and Rose's like, no. And Char- apparently, she just learned the word no, so she's saying it all the time. And Carrie's like, good for her. Which I, yeah, good for her. 
good for her. Charlotte should learn. No, not Charlotte. Samantha, Samantha should, should learn to Samantha say that too. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> like they literally cannot go like a single episode or movie or whatever without like slut shaming Samantha. No, I get it because I guess you're with your friends, you're like slut to your friend all the time, but <laughs> you can slut tell this. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, feel it's not like slut derogatory. It's slut endearing. I don't know if yeah. it is for like if i were to say that to one of my friends it would be endearing because my friends know i love sluts but like i feel like it's not like carrie's ever like oh i love sluts like i just think they're great she oh yeah she's an enemy of sluts kind of yeah yeah there's like a there's at least a tinge of realness to it which makes it uncomfortable um yeah but luckily the nanny comes and it's erin played by alice eve who is jogging and has massive tits but does not wear a bra. Yep. And they're just swanging. They're just bahonging yep. a honking. And uh Her Doban Honkaros? Yeah, her Doban Honkaros. And uh Honkanagahoos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and all the girls are just like, oh Ooga! just because they're like, holy shit, am I seeing this? Uh and fucking she comes over and the girls love her and charlotte loves her and she takes the girls away and takes them over to like the men who just came back from golf and samantha is just all like uh did you was she wearing a bra during your her interview and charlotte's like well uh, i wasn't paying attention to that because i was more you know i was paying way more attention to like her child raising early early child education degree yeah that's what it's called and the fact that the girls yeah and like the fact the girls love her and samantha also makes a joke where she says more like erin go braless which was the entire reason they called her erin absolutely um and then we see like erin from far away and this is where they play the um the weird irish music uh it's the irish racism moment yeah yeah (laughs) it's a lot lot it's it's um she's like doing a cartwheel and her tits are bouncing and the three guys like harry and steve and big are just like have their mouth kind of like half open right. watching steve's just like check out those tonhong gara cougars miranda yeah <laughs> <laughs> matt did you this is a deep pull you know becky lynch the wrestler yes. Yeah, like her first ever match on NXT, and she—have you seen it? Her entrance, because it's like she comes out wearing—I don't know nothing. Okay, well, she comes out wearing like a green outfit, and she does, and they're playing like Irish racism music, and I mean WWE always play racism music, (laughs) and she does. She does like Irish dancing, and is basically she looks like a leprechaun, and she comes out, and that was her gimmick. And then she went on to like main event WrestleMania, and I have to think about how that happened in like a few years. Because she fucking rules. She fucking rules. rules. But her like first ever match, and it's something we're gonna end up talking about, is like <laughs> I just like well because whenever WWE have to mention her, they'll be like, oh here's her first match, and she comes out like diddly diddly do dancing like a leprechaun. Yeah, they do make a reference to leprechaun leprechauns in uh, this as well because they call uh, Aaron's tits her lucky charms. Do you call them that? No. Yeah. Um, and they could have called them their homo algabagalagongus. They could have called them that. Yes. Yeah. Also, didn't. like Carrie's wearing a four leaf clover necklace for like half of this movie, which is never commented on. But yeah, she kind of is. I I did notice that, but it's yeah. huge. It's like a fucking rapper chain. 
that was them being like, look, we're not racist against Irish people. We're gonna Carrie's, we're gonna have Carrie wear <laughs> Carrie has an Irish, Irish friend. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie's Irish. It's fine. Um I mean, I, I honestly think this is how all Americans think Irish people are. Um, and also them getting like a very, very English person to play an Irish person. And she's like, well, shop in the morning too, yeah. Oh, you're Samantha, are you? I genuinely what? could not understand anything she was saying because she was doing such a dramatic accent for it. And it's not even good. It's no. it's, it's something. Um, the only thing they could have done to make her more stereotypically Irish would be if they gave her red hair. If they gave her red hair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were there no Irish actresses with big tits? Just none? Surely there's at least one. There must be one. I'm sure there is. It's like, you know, it's a decent sized country. There must be one. Guess I'm going to start. I'll just go to my computer and Google Irish actresses with great tits later. And I'll, uh, I'll get back honkers. to you on that. I'm just going to Irish actress honkers and I'll just do a quick yeah. Google search with the safe search off. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Good idea. <laughs> Steph, you leave the room. Um, <laughs> no way. No, no. We're both this. doing it. We're putting it on the TV. We're connecting that <laughs> HDMI cord. Yeah. Group activity. <laughs> project it on the back screen, like project it on just like the massive wall. Just you know, exactly. Big yeah. honkers. Um. Anyway, so yeah, they like the girls are like, are you sure you want to looking after your kids like around your husband all the time because she's gorgeous and is not wearing a bra and Charlotte's like it's fine and then someone says this is a good joke though because they're like they should make a law against hiring attractive nannies and Carrie's like yeah the Jude law. I didn't get this one. Did Jude Law fuck a nanny? They, yes. Okay. I think he fucked at least one nanny. I have a feeling he fucked two. Because I think he cheated Did on he Sadie Frost. Yeah, he had a kiss with Sadie Frost. He was like oh. a model slash. Sadie Frost played, um, mean, not Mina, the other one in Dracula. Oh, okay. Okay, okay her. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She was married to Jude Law. They had kids. Okay, and then gotcha. he, che- I, he cheated on her, I think. And then he was with Sienna Miller and ran off with the nanny with her. Okay. What the fuck, Dumbledore? What the fuck, Dumbledore? And this is one of the conflicts we've seen so far. Um, It's kind of wild that this movie, like, one of the conflicts is, oh, no, Charlotte has a perfect marriage and Harry's a great guy, but this nanny has huge tits. Uh Uh-oh. When, like, there's literally nothing that has seemed like something she should worry about right because it's like okay first of all harry has like in the first part of this movie speaks more lines than he did in the entire first movie yeah and how like, just just in the opening of this movie and then once aaron is introduced he hasn't spoken no he's and been he also, off he's been off every time yeah he also literally says why get married if you're gonna cheat so yeah. we, we know strictly um where his like ideas on fidelity are also this whole plot could be solved with a conversation Right. I mean, that's that's rom coms, ain't it? Yeah. But like, I'm just thinking of when uh, when Harry was courting Charlotte for the first time. When he was horny, he was so obvious. Yeah, and he, he was literally her. dripping sweat onto her. Yeah, <laughs> like, and he was like, "You're the most beautiful woman I have ever seen in my entire life." Yeah, all the yeah, time. For sure. That's yeah. So I think you're fine. Um, He's not but, gonna. No. Yeah. And Other if you kind of, it doesn't matter how hot the nanny is, like. How many times Beyonce has been cheated on? It's not that someone else is just hotter and exists. It's that someone yeah, wants to that's cheat. Because that wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce? Beyonce? God. Jay. Princess, Jay. Princess, Princess Diana? I will kill Jay-Z with a sickle. 
Um, Bad bitches get cheated on. It's not that someone is more attractive than you. It's just that someone wants to cheat. Yeah, that's the. So I don't. Harry's not going to cheat. He's not going to cheat if fucking the most beautiful woman in the world comes down and wants to suck his dick. You're cool. The other kind of stupid conflict in the movie kind of comes up in a bit where like kind of the next scene Carrie gets home and she has like nothing to do because this is like before people had iPads I guess and mm-hmm. uh, or she doesn't play video games because she's weird um, and so she gets home and Big's just like on the couch and she's just like I need to do something but I don't do anything she could have so. been play- playing Animal Crossing Wild World for the Wii she could have been playing Animal Crossing Wild World for the Wii she can clearly afford yeah. it um, Big is just like Okay, I'm just sitting here like reading the paper. What are you doing? And uh, she like wants to go out for dinner, and he's like, "Can we just like stay in? I don't really want to go out." And uh, I'm like, "Girl, you can't go out." But then I'm like, "Wait, yes, you can." Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, Big is being valid. If I had a couch that was comfortable, I would be laying on it all the time. Yeah, he's like, "Let's just order food in," and she's like, "We ordered food in two times last week." And I'm like, "Well, fuck. I guess kill us then." <laughs> Unrelatable. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, Carrie, like, wants to constantly go out. And I'm just like, okay, I get that you want to go out and do stuff. But if you wanted a husband who was going to go out and go to the town with you all the time, why did you marry someone who was, like, 60? Uh, why did you marry like, someone who's 10 years older than you and has been married yeah. twice? Um, yeah, because I'm kind of with it. I, like, I get Carrie because right now I'm like, someone fetch the fucking bolt cutters. I want to leave. I want to go out. I want to dance on the town, um, even though I can't. I don't really. I don't actually want to. Um, but but then Big is like, I want to chill. Okay, you know you can do stuff separately. Hmm. Carrie has this one line in this, like in the first half of the movie, where she says, "I don't want to do things without you. I want to do everything with you." And I'm like, dude. That's not normal. Like Chill. you're supposed to want to do stuff like with just your friends or just yourself. You don't need to do every single thing with him. Like you can do a lot of stuff with him, but like if you have this dependence on him that you need to do everything with him, that sounds like a problem. On the two yeah. hand, I can't I can't be on big side in this scene because he was very much wearing shoes indoors and had them up on the couch. Yeah, that was yeah, but they up. Were, yeah, but they were slippers. Like they slippers? Okay. They were they were slippers. They weren't outdoor shoes, which is different. The slippers are fine. He's still on notice. Yeah, yeah, I mean that just goes to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he's always on notice. He's always on thin fucking ice. Um but I kinda get it. And he's like, We've been we were out all weekend and she's like, uh, uh that doesn't count. And she also has a there's like a line, she says, Oh, that must be the rest of the luggage. And I was like, Wait, you're away for a weekend? And you have more than yeah. a bag each of luggage. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Um, they, yeah, this is like their conflict is kind of like she wants to go do stuff and he wants to stay home. And oh no, it's so bad that he's a homebody and wants to like maybe not go out all the time when she has plenty of friends who want to go out with her. But um, there's like this other, well, one of the conflicts gets kind of resolved right away because one of them is that Miranda has this like, partner at the firm who's like i think her boss who just like seems to hate her and like shuts her up all the time and she ends up like quitting her job because steve is like why don't you quit your job miranda you could be somewhere where they all appreciate you this guy sucks ass go somewhere else and where they where they appreciate you and uh, so she finally quits her job in the middle of this like meeting and there is this scene where like it's the it's the fucking scene where the child is like 
oh, mommy can't come to my science <laughs> fair because she works too much. And uh, there could be an alternate version of Liar Liar with Miranda instead of Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah, if that was this movie instead, it'd be a better movie. <laughs> because, like, so she, he is so on the nose. He's like, oh, yeah, mommy can't come because she has to work. And then <laughs> she goes to work. And this guy, he literally puts his hand up in her face to get her to stop talking. Um, And she goes, what? and she's like, excuse me? And he she does it back. She does it back, but first of all, he's like, "Oh, I'm giving." I actually, she he gives her case to the to like another guy who's clearly a lot younger, and he's like, "Actually, this is Miranda's case." And he's like, "Uh, no, it's yours now." And she's like, "Do we, she puts her hand back in his face?" And she's like, "Do we have a problem?" And then she quits, which love that for her. But love that. in this economy. Yeah, it is very much like in this economy. We have heard about stonks a few times in this movie already. Uh, the yeah, they market. were talking about how the stonks were bad. The market. Yeah, I know? mean, it's 2010. Um, uh, I think they realized because the first movie came out in 2008 and they were like, maybe us being like money, money, money is bad. But they also didn't yeah. realize that. So they're just like, the economy is bad several times. But then they're all living ridiculously lavish lifestyles. So who cares? Yeah extremely lavish and like we haven't even gotten to the abu dhabi part yet because we haven't we, even gotten to abu dhabi which is ridiculous this is like the last part of it the is movie. so over of the this top episode, anyway. just the like the the extravagance of it all is absolutely yeah bonkers. yeah that's using my bodies from india and bangladesh all right <laughs> yeah yeah love that love um where's why wait you know but do you think, wait, how do you have all this money? Don't think about it. How don't do you, think about it too hard. Don't think about how many people it took to build this one place. Do not yeah. think about that. Um, but I mean, I guess good for Miranda for like putting her family first. Um, yeah. And leaving a job that with a guy that was an arsehole. You know, this bitch went to Harvard. She can get another job. Got to see Brady win the science fair. Good for her. She did. She did miss the important part, which was probably when Brady presented his rat thing but yeah uh, but he was like mommy i won yeah mommy miranda i won (laughs) and uh it's good i do i do like to see that he won the science fair i I love that she gets there just in time for them to say first prize goes to brady brady well brady hobbs but um yeah and then okay so then we get our titty tally uh because charlotte gets home and uh, Aaron is, like, bathing one of the daughters with Harry. And um, the daughter, like, grabs the the spray thing and just sprays it directly at Aaron, who's wearing this white shirt. And you can just see fucking everything. Just everything through her yeah, shirt. You can see the dots of her, like, on, like, her areola. Like, you yeah. can see, like, the pores on it. Um, it's too much. And again... All this would take for this plot to be resolved would be for Charlotte to just say, hey, Erin, um, look, you're fantastic. The kids love you. Harry and I love you. We adore you. Um, but would you mind, like, it's, I think it might be a bit distracting. Like, you know, could you? would you mind wearing a bra or something? And, you know, or would you mind wearing just, like, a little bit more clothes? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. To, you know, you do the thing where, like, when someone is working for you, you go, like, I'm so sorry. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry for being a customer. Some crimes can never be forgiven, etc. Exactly. Um, and you just like, hey, I'm really sorry, but would you mind? Um, it's making me a bit uncomfortable. And then she will go, of course, probably, because it's like not that big of a deal. All oh, things yeah. considered, to be like, can you not show your tits to my kid and husband? Um, that's fine. Like, she doesn't have to wear a like, yeah, all the time. Like, oh, it's a little awkward when you know you were wearing a white shirt when we were doing a bath, and your shirt got wet, and you could see all of the nipples through your shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we, yeah. yeah, can we not see? I would like to not see all of your nipple. And then she can go, yeah, that's understandable. Have a nice day. Um, and then the plot's resolved because Erin is a good nanny. Yes, it would be very fast. But yeah, yeah. That, obviously that doesn't happen because then we would have absolutely no conflict in this movie. So um, yeah, <laughs> then we get to see Samantha putting her pussy cream on her pussy in her office. And yeah. uh, it's a call from Smith. Smith was here. He yeah. is in... He is in Abu Dhabi, and well, he's in the middle of the desert. Clearly, having just been in a Boot Boy movie, yeah, he's mm-hmm. asking for the military discount of this here uh, sandwich. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he's so Vala. <sighs> yeah, he's he looks very nice though, at least. So that's good for him. He is sexy. I will say that. Yeah. He's calling because this movie's premiering in uh, New York. Believe it or not, a movie premiere is happening in New York City of all places. Collie. And he is like, Samantha, I want you to be to go with me. Who else would come with me? Like you live in New York, and that's where it is. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't may- have any other friends. I have no other friends, and I'm not dating anyone, even though I'm beautiful. Um, but more importantly, he's like, you know, you helped make my career. I guess this is a really big movie. So he's like, you helped, you made me a star. And they still, they're friends. They still have a lot of, you know, affection for one another, which is nice to see. Love a healthy yeah. relationship. I do think it's very funny when he calls and she's just like, who is this again? Can you remind me? And he's like, oh, you used to be uh, my agent. And she's like, hmm, not ringing any bells. And he's like, uh, you used to do me. And she's like, oh. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, which Very I'm good. pretty sure she's probably um, slept with more people than she's managed, but Dude. I lo- love that. <laughs> love that. Part. Exactly. Uh, so then, okay, so then we get to our other, we go back to the Carrie Big kind of conflict, I guess, if you can call it that. The scene takes a hundred years. The scene is so annoying. So it's like their anniversary, I guess. And so she gets big, this vintage 60s Rolex that's engraved and it's like me and you, just us two. And like, it's really nice. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful gift. It's like really thoughtful. And he's just like, I've got a gift for you in the bedroom. And she's like, it better be something I've never seen before. If it's your dick, I'm going to scream. Um, it's a flat screen. Beyond voice parenthetical there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a flat screen TV that's like in this like pull out desk thing. Um, TV's not even big. I mean, that is 2010. I mean, flat screens have been around for so long. They weren't even new at that point. This is true. Um, the TV I have but- in my room is like, probably from the same era and is about as big if not bigger than the one they had um yeah, i think the tv we have in our living room is probably about the same size as the, that tv and, we and were, is that a better angle it, and we're not sitting that far away from it whereas in a bedroom like from the bed they're a lot further away but yeah and he's, we're not so he's no but he's like oh we can watch black and white movies like we did in the hotel um and carrie is like i don't like this um she was kind of 
straight up rude about it. Like, it, I mean, it is kind of like a gift that does seem like it's a the thing is, he thought he was being thoughtful about it by being kind of like, we had a really nice moment watching those movies. And well, I mean, he's actually being valid in this scene. Yeah. Because he's like yeah. very much like he recognizes that it might have been a mistake. He well, might have he... misread the situation like right away. Yeah. Yeah. He says, like, oh, do you not like it? I mean, it's like kind of clear that it was a bit more of a present for him. Weirdly enough, my parents got each other a TV for their anniversary mm-hmm. that like just happened. But it was also, I, I bet then a TV, like, is something, I don't know, some people really do not want to have a TV in their bedroom either. Like, some people are completely, like, completely against that. So it's kind of a decision you just talk about. Even even if you have their kind of money where, like, buying a TV is really not that big of an investment. Um, yeah. It's kind of still like, do we want to have a TV in our bedroom? Some people hate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of more of a present for him. But he does realize it and he's like, oh, do you not like it? And she's like, I would have preferred jewelry. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. It is like kind of rude to receive a gift from someone and be like, hate it. Yeah. Just outright rude about it. Because like, whenever, even if I get a gift that I don't really care for, I'm kind of just like, oh, thank you. And I'm just chill about it. But like... Also, like, it is an anniversary thing, so it's not, like, her birthday, so it's for her. Like, being a gift that is kind of for both of them makes a bit more sense for an anniversary gift, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's an amazing gift. I do think he should have probably talked to her about it first. And maybe, like, they're rich enough that he could have also gotten her a jewelry or something like that. But, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, yeah, he, he's he's not not valid, if that makes sense this yeah yeah for him for his bar the bar that he has set oh yeah. the bar is underground for mr underground. yeah um no, but yeah this i guess is their main conflict um then so like the next night um carrie this is the next night right like carrie goes out oh wait no carrie goes shopping with sam yeah um, and they're like surrounded by the dress for the premiere and it's sparkly arkly um and kind of short and the oh, like shop is just, yeah yeah she's, she's like rude. don't you think it's a little young and samantha is like no i'm buying it <laughs> yeah she's like i'm 50 fucking two and i'm gonna fucking rock this i don't know how you have the audacity to say this to me but yeah really how i mean this little bitch yeah yeah how do you fucking sales and you say that to like a prospective client like mm, that's no you shouldn't buy that one you might say oh maybe you'll like this dress you know this dress too what about this dress but if they want to get that one they want to get that one i mean maybe new yorkers just like that yeah. maybe we're it's not just like you know you're going for that bitchy experience maybe you just yeah. want that honest experience of like will this actually look good on me i need to have a shopping assistant who actually will tell me the truth or something yeah but some people need to kick up the ass and some people need a, a hug like not everyone yeah. wants the same experience um but also we're not we're not new yorkers so we have no idea of knowing this um yeah we would never know new york is a fucking mystery yeah, yeah. i've not been a new yorker and i will the, never be one the never. far exotic place of new york city mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh then okay then we go back to carrie and big again and yeah. she wants to go out on the town and uh he's just like i don't want to go out go out with your friends why don't you just do that with them like you don't have you don't need me for fun 
And she's like, I need to have you. You're coming to this movie premiere, whether you like it or not. Because it's literally like the movie premiere. Like, it's an event. It's not like they're going out for a casual dinner. It's like fucking red carpet thing. <laughs> yeah, but. it's a red carpet. So it's like, which again, is like a bigger deal than it's just like, oh, we're just going for dinner. Just like put on a new shirt and we'll go out. You know, it's a red carpet. So like he needs to get fully in. I feel like he kind of needs a shower at least. She's like, just put on a clean shirt. It's like, no, he needs a shower. Um, and uh, yeah, she's like, okay, well, she's like, let's go, let's go. Um, and he says, just go out with your friends. And instead of doing that, she's like, I want to go out with you. Um, <laughs> and don't marry she- a fucking sixty-year-old. Yeah. No. yeah. And it, as soon as she sees that he brought in like takeout, um she gets really mad because one minute she's like okay I'll, I'll bring stanford and then she sees that he brought takeout and she gets really mad pours him like two fingers of scotch and is like i'm getting you a clean shirt we're going we're not having takeout again <laughs> like uh carrie maybe learn how to cook because big's the one that cooks yeah so y- you really if you are the person who is not cooking in your household, you don't really get to call the shots on when the person who does cook more wants to like order food. Like you, th- th- it's not your problem. Like I don't understand. Yeah, well, like hey, Stephanie like gets it. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. What, I mean, what am I ever going to tell you? No, we're not ordering takeout. I'm never no, going to do that. I'm gonna not going to happen. <laughs> no. We are very much button that says yes to each other. Yes. Yes, as you should. So she's like, we're going. And they do go, and Big's kind of tired. Um, and they're on the red carpet with Stafford and Anthony as well. And Samantha is wearing the same dress as Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, the teen queen, they call her, because this is 2010 when she was still like... She would have been like 16 or 17. Yeah, this yeah, would have been like... She's more 92, I think. She would have been, like, freshly 18, if anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Hannah Montana movie had, like, just come out. So. Good movie. It's so weird to still see her, like, as a teenager and not just, like, what she has become in her 20s. Yeah. Like, like, she just evolved so much and changed so much since then. It's so weird to see her, like, in the Hannah Montana era again. Yeah, she looks strange. You know, Mm -hmm. she's not, like, edgy. She doesn't have her titties out. So... How am I supposed to know if that's Miley Cyrus if her boobs aren't out? Um, yeah. And she's not, like, sticking out her tongue. How am I supposed to know America? Um, oh. I mean, I guess because they say her name, like, four times. Okay, do you remember Fly on the Wall? That song? Yeah. It was a song she put out, I think, just after Hannah Montana era had finished. Or maybe, like, when it was winding down. It was around this time. And it was, like, edgy. And there was a guitar. And it sounded like a killer song. So okay. I feel like she was in this era. I feel like she was like just about to break away from things, you know. Yeah, she was t- dipping the toe in the water of like I'm not, a, I'm not a teenage girl anymore, even though she was. Yeah, no, for sure. Because when I was in high school, when I was like in early high school, Hannah Montana was Hannah Montana was airing on TV because I watched it, and uh, so that makes sense. Yeah, I remember singing. I remember listening to the climb um, in the Year Seven courtyard with my friends. Yeah. Well, Party in the USA came out summer t- 2009. So, oh. if that's the context, because it was the year I graduated. So, Party in the USA, hold down, hold down, throw down the climb. 
Oh, clap. So no wonder oh. she had an album called Bangers. Yeah, it's good shit. It was good shit. Um, <laughs> but after that, um, well, yeah, because Miley sees her and they're like, oh, and Tim Gunn, Tim Gunn has a cameo where he's like, awkward tones too. Um, and everyone's like, oh my God, you know, who wore it best? And then yeah, the Miley, dress. it's the same dress, but then Miley like sees Samantha and just like comes over and gives her a little like side hug and they take some pictures together and it's fine. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. I do, nice. love the, I do love the ADR. Is that your mom? Yeah. <laughs> like, just so very clearly ADR'd into the scene. Because they felt like it needed more sass. Yeah, for sure. They felt like it needed to just, here's a hammer, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit you over the head with it a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, Samantha looks amazing. So, yeah. And then it just doesn't come up again. So it was like, why even bring it up? Because they needed the movie to be two and a half Christian hours long. So... <sighs> Do they have a bet with someone? I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but then it's the after party, and Samantha is staying with uh, Smith and the producer, who is um, a shake. Um, and he, apparently it's like his first foray into producing films. And Smith is like, oh, yeah, Samantha like made me who I am. Like She saw me. She did all the PR for me, Like made me a star, you know, all that stuff. And... The Sheikh is like enamored with her and says, Oh, you should come to United Arab Emirates. Like, you should see my hotel. Maybe you could do the PR for it and make it a superstar like you made Smith. Hmm. I feel like hotels and Hollywood actors are a very different business. Yeah. I mean, she has done hotel PR. Well, yeah, because that's what she did for Richard. Yeah. You're you're talking about the seasons I didn't watch. This is true. Yeah. Richard (laughs) was like season. I think. I just remembered when they had the sad fuck. They had a sad fuck at one point, you're right. That was a really sad fuck. Um, Yeah. That was really sad. But, yeah, they're different things. I guess maybe Samantha does... I feel like her foray with Smith was kind of an outlier, and she does more, like, locations and events. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of weird this guy would be like, oh, you were an agent for an actor. Well, that seems like skill sets that would completely, you know, transfer over to international hotels. Yeah, it's a choice. But yeah, what are we like maybe 45 minutes into the movie at this point? And this is the first time we get any any indication that the girls will be going to Abu Dhabi. Like, yeah. I genuinely thought it was supposed to be like the whole movie. I thought it was too, and I've seen the movie before. <laughs> Literally, like I saw this movie in theaters when it came out, and I hadn't even seen Sex in the City at that point. I don't remember the first hour of this movie. I literally, yeah. all I remember is the, I don't even remember what happens when they're in Abu Dhabi. I just remember it. I just remember that they were there. And it's I think, so long. I mean, I think they ride on a camel at some point, um, but I might be getting it mixed up with like when the real housewives went there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's, oh, uh, this movie is just, they have the opposite problem as the last movie. You 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 have to find a nice balance between too much plot and no plot. There has to be some middle ground that you can find here. Yeah, like the yeah. first movie very much seemed to have the problem of like it was a season of television packed into a movie. Yeah. Whereas this one is it was one episode extended to two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. One episode with it a would huge budget. <laughs> huge budget. It would be like I don't know. It's like if one day you showed up to work and you had like full face of like drag makeup and then the next day you had absolutely nothing at all. It's just like massive 
massive discrepancy between the two. Um, yeah. And also maybe there's a middle ground. There's a middle ground between the two of those. It is it, it, now some that tasteful you, mascara and some blush. And now that you yeah. say that, it reminds me of the episode where Miranda, like where her coworker is gay, and after everyone finds out he's gay, the very next day at work, he wears like a mesh shirt instead of a suit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that analogy really works because if I was working in an office and someone came in with like full drag makeup, I'd be like, oh yeah, cool. And if it's someone came so- in with zero makeup, I'd be like, cool. So doesn't really work. Chances. But yeah, but I'm That's pl- just you're not a bitch, Alex. I am a bitch. I've never said I'm not. <laughs> um <laughs> but I'm just talking about like the fucking like the two ends of the scale of something. Yeah. And neither of them are fit for the actual purpose of what you're trying to do. Yeah, they're both out of place. They're both way more than they need to be. This is way more than it needs to be in a nothing way. So it's just it's painful, and I just don't care. I don't care about any of it. And uh, so the, the next part is, after this, um, Samantha needs to convince all the girls to go with her to Abu Dhabi. And um, so she's basically like, well, the, the other girls are like, they agree, because Carrie's like, sure. And Miranda's oh. like, I'm employed. And then Charlotte's oh. like, I have two kids. I can't go. And Well, we did jump over more big and carry bullshit true sorry to distract yeah. you i i guess i'll i'll round it up quickly so he's talking to penelope cruz who is the senior vice president of the bank of madrid um all right and, yeah i'm like okay golf queen um but he's talking to penelope why is she at this event i was like oh it's penelope cruz and then it's not penelope cruz just have her be penelope cruz but they're talking about right. st- donks so she has to have some sort of business acumen i suppose i can believe that penelope cruz knows about fucking the stock market yeah i can believe that but fine um and like they're flirting and then like harry's like okay i want to go home now so they go home and big is busy watching deadliest catch on tv carrie's like this isn't black and white movies um and yeah, then- it's much sicker He's fucking better, dude. Did they have? Happy. (laughs) You should be happy that he is no longer watching the bullshit movies that you don't want to watch. Like you get to watch some big fucking fish instead. What's the problem? He is growing a new part of his personality. Carrie, were there any giant crabs in the Casablanca? He's gonna turn from business suit tinder to holding a fish tinder. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we want to know the second one fucks better. So, (laughs) yeah. He so like she gets into a fight with him, and then the next day she wakes up early and goes back to her old apartment. Some writing, um, and then she meets the girls. Then yes, because they they basically were like, oh, it's not a good time to sell an apartment because the market's so bad. So we're just gonna keep writing it, or well, they own it. So she she's just gonna keep on owning it for now. And so she sometimes uses it to write and stuff. But she got some good work done there. And yeah, then they go to breakfast, and the only person that um, Samantha has a hard time convincing about Abu Dhabi is um, Charlotte, because Charlotte has two kids and she's very stressed right now. And Samantha's just like, you have a husband for that and she's also like i have gone to so many children's birthday parties um you owe me abu dhabi which is like completely the same thing <laughs> it's really funny well i mean i get it she's and miranda's like his birthday parties pulling out the big guns yeah so well, like if you don't have kids of your own going to a kid's birthday party just sounds 
so boring if it's like you're just a friend there and it's a big party where like all these other kids are there and you don't know like anyone else i mean if it's catered i have no problem i mean that's true mm. and it probably was knowing these guys yeah oh it's catered yeah yeah at least ordered oh, and- yeah and there's probably like some ninja turtle or a princess there which would be fun oh, yes. and you that's know cool. but at every kid's birthday parties all the mothers are just like in the kitchen getting fucked on rosé so that's not that bad doesn't seem like a problem yeah no that seems fine mind you on the flip side samantha is saying this trip is 100 percent paid for you just have to do it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of the winner for me is like no yeah. everything everything is paid for you literally just need to go away which hell yeah there baby. Are on the plane. and like yes. not only do you have a husband to watch your two kids you have a nanny to watch your two kids it, that you have both also have like i don't know you you could also like just so many options you could do you could do anything but um you can do anything does- you want when you're sexy you can they, they, samantha does convince charlotte though she she does get her to agree to go so uh-huh oh yeah did we talk about charlotte having this like this whole moment where she's like crying with the kids i have not talked about that yet uh but i think that happens right around here where she's just like having a little freak out because well she calls carrie to be like I'm freaking out about this nanny thing. Should I be freaking out about it? And Carrie's like, well, you weren't freaking out it before Samantha said anything. And she's just being Samantha. Like, I really don't think it's a problem. I've made my joke because it was like low hanging fruit, not because I believe Harry's going to cheat on you. And then like the babies are screaming. Well, Rose is screaming. And then Lily puts her. Lily just wants attention. Lily wants attention. Yeah. And puts her fucking red hand painted hands on charlotte's ass on her vintage skirt uh and yeah charlotte just goes cries in the pantry <laughs> which like don't wear your vintage skirts when your kid's doing arts and crafts this just seems like a given it seems rich, like a, though. and she's baking too it seems like not a good Put on your fucking sweats you dipshit yeah, i know you yeah. have them yeah uh but yeah she she has a meltdown and it's kind of like okay yeah you very much need a break from this um and then aaron shows up and rescues yeah aaron come shows up and sees charlotte crying in the pantry and it's like let's get you away from mommy and she needs some time to get you know her kitchen work done and let's just do something else uh so aaron is like aaron just genuinely seems like good at her job and very nice and seems to care about charlotte and the kids a lot so like there really is no problem at all uh it's extremely contrived but yeah, but she's like crying. Yeah, Aaron saves her, and it kind of you'd think that that means that like resolution. She's like, oh no, she actually is looking out for me. Um, but no, the resolution. I remember the resolution to this. Um, I don't know it. I'm probably gonna end up looking it up by accident. I forget what it is, but I can't wait to find out in like a week from now. <laughs> and by no. I can't wait, I mean I can't <laughs> find out when it happens. <laughs> Um, the last thing that we really, uh, the other last thing we really see before they go to Abu Dhabi is the conversation that Carrie and Big have at this point where they basically, so Big is basically like, okay, you spent some time at your old place to get some work done and that's great. I feel like I've been driving you nuts lately because like lots of the stuff I'm doing, like you don't want me to sit around and watch TV and stay home. You want me to go out. And like, that's fine, but I feel like I'm just disappointing you all the time because, and Carrie's like, oh my God, have I been like a nagging bitch wife? And like, I really hate, I know that like, I really hate it when people call people nagging bitch wives. She has been kind of rude to him. 
about this whole situation. Like she, he doesn't. I can't believe Big's the valid one in the scene. He doesn't. How often to, does this happen? He doesn't have to want to go out as often as she does. That like, said, yeah. the solution he comes up with is insane. It is insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't make any fucking okay, sense because he's like, okay, what if I got my own apartment? And that way we could have two days a week where we're apart from each other so that, you know, I can do all the things that bug you there and you can have all that time to yourself, see your friends, do whatever. And then when we are together, I'll have the energy to want to go out and do stuff with you and then blah, blah, blah. You know, I just want to make I want to make this better because I feel like you're clearly really annoyed with me lately. And... They already have two apartments. Yeah, the fact that he says, should I get yeah. another apartment is fucking bananas. It's wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, and so they, well, there was a whole thing where, like, when Carrie was staying at her place, he surprised her by, like, being downstairs and saying, hey, kid, let's go out for dinner. Um, And they went out for dinner and then had sex. So he's like, hey, that was a good, we had fun, right? Let's do that every week. Yeah, every week is a lot. I feel like what what the solution could be is just like, hey, if you're feeling a bit annoyed from me, whatever, either I can go to your old place or you can go to your old place. It doesn't have to be every week, but just every once in a while, if you want to like have some space and just like, you know, get in your own head and not be annoyed by me and maybe you need to get work done. Maybe it's just, maybe you're just annoyed, just anything like that. That would have been a more sensible thing other than how about two days every single week where we just stay apart? Yeah, no, it's yeah. just like, solution is obviously just do things apart every once in a while. Like very, uh, like one night a week, just go out for dinner with your friends. Yeah. And leave, let, let them stay home. Instead, it's like they go, it's, it's another case of the extremes, right? So they go from, have to do absolutely everything together. And his his counterpoint is, let's spend two entire days apart instead. Yeah, there needs to be a middle ground. And I think the part that, like, stresses me out the most about it is just, like, I forgot what I was going to say. That's useless. It just doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. No, it's stupid. And it takes so like, long. Like, this is, like, the, like, a third of the running time of the movie so far has been this conversation. It's yeah. so much. Like, yeah, you're right. The logical thing to do is just do it whenever you kind of feel a bit stressed. But everything needs to be a fucking controversy. And they have three different scenes of them having the same conversation about whether or not they want to do it. Uh, it is just stressful to me like i i get that you want to do a lot of stuff together but like oh i remember what i was gonna say now so the thing that stresses me out about it so much is that she will come home and say we're going out now and he's just expected to be ready to like have the energy to go out if i'm gonna have plans where i'm gonna go out and do something i feel like i need to know like at least a day in advance oh yeah fully yeah like like you cannot be like oh, let's just go out and do this thing because I will not be in the headspace for it because I've already planned in my head this is a day where I am currently no plans. So right. that is what my brain is expecting me to have energy-wise. You cannot just expect me to be ready to go out. Like On the two hand, he does work in finance, which isn't a real job. <laughs> True. But I'm, I guess... Even if I had like no job, it's still yeah. the same. It, like, I'm still going to have the emotional, social energy... I'm not going to have that energy. Well, yeah, you never started charging. You never yeah, plugged exactly. in. Exactly. I so. need to, yeah, like a solar energy, you know, whatever. I need to sit out in the sun for like two hours. Or like a glow-in-the-dark <laughs> bracelet. I just need to be under a bright light for a little bit. Yeah, and then I'm fine. Exactly. Clearly, 
This was before MBTI became really popular with women around Carrie's age, because if she was, she would understand that introverts get their energy from their alone time. And she she gets her energy from being with other people and they just have different kinds of energy. This needs. makes me want to die. I know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she doesn't have a kind of work that would force her to do it like mine. Uh, <laughs> no, she would just do it for fun because she's a, she's the kind of person who writes a newspaper column. This is true. Slash this books. Is true. Yeah. Sure, no, she's it, not into us. Yeah. But I'm sure she's not into astrology. Uh, yeah. I kind of am too. But maybe she's maybe she secretly hates astrology because she something about the person who writes astrology for the same newspaper as her or something. I, I don't see, know. That, like, that would be a really fun conflict. That would be Carrie, yeah. just like if Carrie's just had like an enemy and the person who writes the astrology for the same newspaper, that would have been a really good recurring character to have built into the six seasons of the show. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> like she purposely writes bad or like horoscopes for Carrie's sign. Just to fuck exactly. Out. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like the the guy who does the criminal drawings on iZombie being like their enemy on iZombie. <laughs> a reference for Steph Stephlone. Yeah, well, there's a couple of people who listen to the podcast. You've seen iZombie. I know this for a fact. I know Jeff <laughs> listens to our podcast. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, so this so and at first Carrie does freak out about this solution, kind of rightfully because it's kind of fucked up. But it's then insane. Big is like, okay. The reason I'm proposing this is because I feel like I'm getting on your nerves and I feel like I really want to like avoid conflict and I feel like I need, I feel like something is bothering you and I need to give you more space. And so then she kind of comes around on a bit because when they, because then they go to fly on their plane and um, Carrie like is telling them about this plan for what they're going to do. And Charlotte is like, that's fucking insane. You're married. Yeah, and then the she's like, is literally right. Yeah. Insane, yeah, well, I mean, I would say I feel like, I mean, I think it's probably healthy to like have breaks from each other when you're married. Um, yeah. Right. But, I think I think the idea of scheduling it like that is what makes it insane. Well, yeah, yeah, because like you can't schedule when you need a break; it just happens naturally. Like you just have time where you will do something by yourself. Like if you schedule it, it's like the idea of having like a schedule of like when you're going to have sex or something. It's like well. How are you gonna like know that you're gonna want to do that at that yeah. time? I had been watching The Crown and I was like, wait, why do um the aristocracy sleep in separate beds? And apparently it's a thing. Would you sleep in the same bed as Margaret Thatcher? Uh no, Margaret That's Thatcher. That's not aristocracy. No, she right, said she was <laughs> well, also, she does sleep in piss. Well now she does. Now she sleeps in hell. Um but uh, yeah, I wouldn't sleep in the same bed as Prince Philip. That's for damn sure. Um, he'll he will literally die in his sleep and drag you down to hell with him. Like his soul will. Well, I don't know if he has one, but if he has a soul, yeah. it will creep out of his body as his flesh like releases his you know entire soul from it, and that will pull you down into hell with it. I just assume that even alive, he already has corpse stink. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel and like. At all times. Yeah, yeah, and like flies following around a crow, like pecking yeah. out his eye. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't do that. But they always sleep in separate beds, apart from when they want to have a bit of sex. Which I'm like, okay, that's probably good for. I mean, I would do it the other way, right? Like you have a, you sleep in the same bed, and then you just have like a spare room for when you're like, oh fuck, I really need to get up early tomorrow morning. I'm gonna go sleep in my own bed, right. or mm-hmm. it's it's summer and it's really hot. Or you're like sick. Yeah. Be all 
about it. Yeah. Yeah. But they just sleep in separate beds, which I'm like, that's weird. That's why um, none of you hug your children and you're miserable all the time. Whales truly are just freaks, huh? They're freaks and not in the fun way. I thought the reason why they have um, separate rooms is because that's how it was when they were growing up. And uh, because they married each other. So it's kind of just like, well, why bother? Yeah, why bother changing our bedrooms now? (laughs) Yeah, they're all cousins. So, you know, it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So can we talk about this airplane? It's fucking bananas. This is is like a luxury. This airplane is nothing to me because I've seen the movie Soul Plane before. (laughs) Fair. This, This airplane is wild to me because the only other movie I've seen with a bananas ass airplane is Snakes on a Plane movie good movie soul plane not a good movie i've well, seen it like 20 times but why have you seen soul plane that many times it's one of the only things we had on dvd <laughs> fair enough um i wish that this had the plot of snakes on the plane i wish I, there were snakes on the plane <laughs> i wish simon l jackson would come on just to make this interesting yeah, and i wish someone would get his dick bit off by a snake i wish that someone would rip a hole in the side of the airplane and people would just start flying out of it including carrie <laughs> I wish uh, Cobra Starship oh God, wrote a song about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I wish Cobra Starship existed because of this movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I gotta watch Snakes on a Plane again. That movie is so fucking bad, but it's so good. I've still never been able to get through a full watch of it outside of the movie theater. I feel like since I watched it the first time with the energy of yelling at it, um, it's the, that's the how I have to experience it at all times. Mm. We have to have people. Mm. It has to be when we're allowed to have people over again sense yeah we could have what well, one more when the vaccine is out when this motherfucking vaccine drops we are having our friends over and we are watching snakes on a motherfucking plane how fucking yeah, yeah. um tired of these mon- uh, these monkey, monkey fighting, fighting snakes, snakes on, on this, this monday to friday, friday plane. plane yeah there we go um but yeah, they, yeah. they're they're in this super i i'm like familiar i've seen pictures have not been on one of the super bougie like united arab emirates like i think like Qantas and stuff like those planes where it's like everyone gets their own like little mini room and it's wonderful you know that video of naomi campbell where she's disinfecting her like entire plane pod everyone was like how silly and then like two months later coronavirus dropped so she gets it she gets she's smart i she's had a lot of failings but that one can't blame her for that makes sense yeah Yeah. that's a good uh but yeah they have their own little pods they can like close it they can like sit very comfortably there's no one sitting next to them who is using your entire armrest even though they have their own on the other side Um, it looks very comfy they can watch movies and they can get up and go to a bar where they're just like walking around and shit like this plane is bananas to me it's Um, it's it's like luxury luxury. they started playing the racism fruit flutes we're in right this is where Got our first racism music that was yeah. Irish. It reminded me of um there's like a level in Crash Bandicoot three where you go to like I don't know, like an it looks like Aladdin. Um and it was I'm pretty sure it was the same song. I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, this is from Crash Bandicoot. Like that's how yeah. cartoonish it sounds. Just a fucking it's a lot. It's a lot. And they're like, Oh, we're going to the exotic Abu Dhabi. Um, Miranda has been learning Arabic and she was, yeah. she starts talking about the custom. She's like, by the way, you can't embrace a, a man in public, Samantha, Chekhov's legal law. Um, and I think like that's an important thing to know before you go to a different country. Like if they right. have vastly different laws to where you like live. 
Yeah, but, for sure. And they just keep saying it's the new Middle East. It's the new Middle East. Everything's fine. That other one that everyone, you know, not not the one that did 9-11. It's this new one that we're going to. So. It's the new one that actually had people who did 9-11, as opposed mm-hmm. to the one that everyone said did 9-11. <laughs> uh, it's a lot. <laughs> they, they are... <sighs> Yeah, they talk about the customs. They talk about, like... We also get this moment later where Charlotte is, like... Carrie's like, oh, well, you know, it's the the new Middle East. And Charlotte's like, it's still the Middle East. And it's like, oh, why oh. she doesn't use Goldenblatt on a reservation? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, ooh. Yeah, it's... The whole section... Charlotte would have been the odd. person who takes the Jeremy Corbyn anti-Semitism complaints really, really seriously. Oh, God. yeah, yeah. she would have been on Twitter. Just kidding, she would never have voted Labour in the first place. No, but she would be mad about it. Yeah, she would be mad yeah, about no, it. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, but I weirdly feel like Harry would probably vote Labour. Yeah, I would be like, Charlotte, calm down. She'd be like, no! Even though she's a lifelong Tory. <laughs> oh god, fully. Yeah. Harry sure. would be like, no, there's some legit complaints about the Labour Party, but like, I don't think Jeremy Corbyn himself is to blame for everything. And she's like, no, uh, he's an anti-Semite and a racist. Uh, even though he's been actively anti-racist for the past four years. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it because I'll pop a blood vessel. Anyway. <laughs> Extremely fair. Um, yeah. So, yeah. they yeah they land. Oh Yeah, they oh. land and they're in... Oh, we're almost, I feel like I've run a marathon. I want to bring up one thing that was on the plane, which is that Miranda brings one of her uh, tabloid magazines on the oh, plane. Yeah. And of course, the fucking cover story is someone fucking their nanny. And Charlotte just yeah. takes into her pod and closes the door. Yeah. I kind of feel like there was a time where, like, celebrities were fucking their nanny all the time, though. Like, I feel like that, yeah, that's just always been happening. I feel like that could be the cover of every other tabloid. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, the other thing that happens on the plane is after Charlotte, like, criticizes Carrie's decision, Carrie's basically like, we live in a society. She does, she does put on her Joker makeup for a second. She does say that. <laughs> She's like, well, we make our own rules. We live in a society. And, uh. I, I'm really <laughs> curious as to what kind of direction all the, like, flight attendants and such were given for these scenes. Because I feel like it would take a, this, the patience of a saint to not be casting dirty looks at every member of the main cast constantly i mean i guess it's a bougie airline so like they gotta remain neutral at all times don't really start getting the dirty looks until they actually get to the city yeah yeah we'll get there i guess pretty soon i mean that's the next that's the next note you have basically well yeah because the next thing is they land and they go through security after landing instead of before flying this is i don't know this doesn't make sense to me because i've always gone through security before flying but um yeah or even like as they land, like they're getting their luggage, their luggage, their luggage, and then going through security as well. Yeah, um, it might just be a bougie airport. I'm not rich. I haven't, I haven't been in a different country in like ten years, so I have no fucking clue. Um, everyone feel bad for me. I've been in Britain for like ten straight years. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least in like in like two or three years when the. Uh, United Kingdom collapses, you'll be able to go to another country relatively quickly. That's true. I'm hoping we get bought out by Amazon and we become <laughs> Amazon Presents the United it's just, Kingdom. It's, it's just called um, Bezos Land. Openamerica.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so she's. They go through it and they see. Uh, I thought they were going to like. It was going to be a vibrator joke, but Same. instead. But instead, it's like all Samantha's like medication. And they're like, sorry, ma'am, you can't have this. Which I feel like 
would a medication what world are hormones a, a, a controlled substance like she has like melatonin and estrogen with her yeah also like i'm assuming she would need to have a prescription for some of, for at least some of that stuff and you can't yeah. take away something that's prescribed hmm. yeah they basically are just like these are drugs that's the law we're taking them away and it's like hmm. okay yeah my friend is from dubai and like takes she takes like lots of medication and I don't think she's had a problem with it. It was super weird. And then also that, you know, it's just like, I assume it will come up at some point because it's like, you know, Chekhov's menopause going on in the background. Yeah. Um, But like, that's not the first thing she says to the hotel clerk when she gets there. Like, get me my shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, and then there's like a guy showing them around. And he's like, if you need anything, let me know. You think you'd be like, yeah, I need my fucking medication. Yeah, I would think. Uh, but yeah, they, they also have like these four cars waiting for them. So they each get their own like personal car to take them to the hotel. And uh, Miranda runs to the car and gets in and then she yells out the window, Abu Dhabi do. She does say Abu Dhabi do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, check off. Like, <laughs> I think if she was going for a Yabba Dabba do. Right. Yeah. Well, check yeah, off Flintstone true. references because when like Samantha is taking her vitamins, Miranda says, I take Flintstones one a day. Damn, paid for by another product. Paid for by another product. And as if she doesn't take the Flintstones gummy vitamins, which are obviously the better ones. I liked the chalky, <laughs> powdery ones. I would love to bite into them and just be like, mmm, tasty chalk. No, I, mean, I like the gummy ones. But I like gummy vitamins, for sure. I like, gu- yeah, if I had to, I'd go gummy over anything. But mm-hmm. they got gelatin in it, I can't eat it. True. True. Yeah, I guess you have to get the the powdered ones. Yeah, my life be so fine. Then boom, gelatin. Mm, damn. But yeah, so they go to the hotel, which it looks like a palace. Um, and they're shown around by Omidulili. Um, I didn't pronounce his name right. I'm trying. It's late. Uh, so they're shown around the hotel, and they're like, they're like, oh, no butlers. They have their own butlers. Oh, by the way, the world, the rugby world cup is happening there. So the hotel is full of rugby players. Samantha is overjoyed. Yeah, obviously, in the second half of the movie, she's probably going to have sex with all of them based on how the show is written, and then get arrested. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, also, I assume they, I assume they bought the rugby world cup, much like Qatar with the World Cup twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I probably, um, but they couldn't afford like they couldn't afford the football world cup, so they went for rugby. No, for sure. And um, Carrie is wearing this like a glittery head wrap the entire time, and I'm wondering if this was like some kind of choice where she like was like, oh, I'm gonna be in the Middle East. I should wear the closest approximation to a turban that I have. It's like literally just like a sequined head wrap yeah well i'm I'm not sure if that's what they were going for probably and then miranda is also wearing like a jumpsuit with like a kind of like a kaftan over the top um which is very kind of like middle eastern inspired i mean it makes Mm. sense because you're in a hot country so like traditional middle eastern like clothing makes sense for the climate cloaks and stuff yeah yeah but also it just seems they're like let's play dress up Right. Yeah, it is very much like that. Yeah, like Trudeau emoji. It is. It's literally Trudeau emoji. <laughs> I'm exactly glad. It's, I'm glad it's not Trudeau when who playing Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not Trudeau blackface. It's just Trudeau emoji. Just Trudeau's 
bad costume choices. Aren't we so lucky that they never actually, they never do blackface? Aren't we so lucky that their racism never does blackface? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That is one of those kind of like, I can't believe that we have to even be grateful for that. Yeah. After all of the everything we see in this movie. Uh, anyway, they uh, their hotel is gorgeous. They get shown to their suite. Um, their suite is like its own building, basically. It is bananas. It is huge. They've got like a terrace. They've got like the massive amount of space, the highest ceilings possible. Like everything is beautiful. So colorful. It's just like, it's amazing. And it's, then we check this out like on the movie and we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 They go around their mansion, they get their butlers, and then that's it. That's I was like, I can't do any fucking more. Um, I I literally like finished it, and I was like, damn, have fun, like have fun, Steph and Matt. I'm watching any more of this. Yeah, because yeah. I had like checked in with you to be like, where are we stopping today? And you were like, it's about an hour and ten minutes in. It's right after they finish seeing the hotel room. <sighs> And like, God, the entire time we were watching the movie, I kept checking the time and being like, holy fuck, we're only 45 minutes in? Like, what the fuck? We've been watching for another 20 minutes and it's only 50 minutes in now? Yeah, and we weren't even like like pausing it and extending the time that way, like artificially. No. It just genuinely felt like two hours passed. Yeah. I, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I like watched, I Googled the time run. Like, I Googled the running time. So I was like, right, what's roughly halfway like for this movie? And it was I saw it was an hour and a half and I was like, fuck me. Um so I was like, right, I guess I'll stop this like an hour and a quarter in. And then as soon as I saw the hotel thing, I was like, this makes logical sense to finish the episode. Also, I'm not watching any another fucking second of this film until <laughs> yeah. I until I eat and do other stuff and live my life. I'm just trying to figure out how the first half and the second half of the movie are even going to connect to each other because I feel like we're going to watch the second half. It's just going to be the the four girls farting around in like Abu Dhabi. And I know the men show up. I know that happens. I don't know why. I forget why. And oh I don't God. remember how any of their plots Presumably they all get arrested at some point and a man has to let them out of prison. Um, I assume that that's the kind of the cultural moment that they're going for. Yeah, I remember. I just, remember I just remember something happening. Do you want spoilers? Okay. I don't know. It doesn't Aiden, matter to me. Aiden shows up. Oh, oh I forgot why? about that. Hey, Aiden shows up. I just remember there being the scene of like the three men walking together, and I just I don't remember the context. That's like the I, only thing I remember from this movie. Seeing it in theaters. Also, remember this really like offensive moment with a bunch of women in burkas. Um, <laughs> Which I like, I can't remember the exact details of it, but I remember it being bad. So we'll get to that. Yeah. I believe we're finishing the series with this movie. Like, what a bad note to end on. Why can't they just make the third movie where big dies already? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just deserve have- it as a society. Yeah, we do. Mm hmm. Uh, okay. Well, that was the end. I guess. Okay. Last time we saved our rankings for part two, I think, right? For the first movie? Yeah. There's nothing to done anything when we get to the second part we will no. obviously but like like at this point nothing has happened i mean at this no. point i would say miranda's the top because she quit her job i mean as someone who has quit their job recently yeah she quit her job to spend more time with her family and, and i quit my job to spend more time with looker yeah your family so yeah, yeah there we go yeah 
though. But yeah, and I mean, I guess I could probably say like the low point has probably been Carrie this whole movie. But like, what's the what a surprise? But we have yet to see the more racist half of the movie. So I'm gonna hold my final judgment until we have seen that part. Um, yeah, we don't have any questions this week because uh, we told people to not send us questions for the movies because we have recorded very long on them so far yeah and we're running close to two hours right now so um but we can do the patreon um so oh god i haven't done this in a while i forgot that i should also open like the tier list because i have the list of patrons open but i'm like i always forget what like the the things are um okay wait click on community i haven't had the patreon open and i opened it like a week ago because i needed to see how much money we had um if you give us $1 a month, we would love you indefinitely. You would be a haymower. You would uh, get a special role in our Discord server, which you should join if you have not already. It is uh, The link is on our Twitter and our Tumblr, and uh, you can find it on Noise Space as well, I think. It's uh, something you should join. It's good. Uh, it also gives us you access to any of the bonus content we've done, so any of the mailbags or our Keanu episodes. You need to add that to the description. I don't think anyone even here even knows. You know what? I'm going to update the description anyway when we That's start fair. podcast two. Um, secret podcast two. Yeah. Um, you also get access to the secret channel of Looker and Nanupix. Uh, for $5 a month, you are a cardboard cutout of a baby, and in this tier, you can uh, get access to all the $1 stuff. You get an even specialer Discord role, a shout-out on the podcast every week, and you can submit stuff for Steve Voice to read for me to read. Uh, at the ten dollar level, you get all of that, and plus you can also listen Sheesh. to us record live. Sheesh, you're Mr. <laughs> Big Spender, and we would be just grateful for you until the end of our lives. Uh, so yeah. everyone who's a five dollar and up donor is uh, Alex Shope, Summer Geist, Jennifer Snyder, Matt Ribeiro. That's me. Uh, Jesse Alachi uh, in Siberian Pine Hardwood. So thank you all and to everyone else as well for uh, following us. And yeah, thank you for waiting you. for this episode because, uh, God, we, we've just been putting it off. Like, God, this movie sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's been a hell it's of a month. A couple, yeah, it's been a month. Like, I've been really ill and I felt like shit. And also, like, I don't know, this movie sucks, so unless you're in, like, the best mood you can be in, you don't want to mm-hmm. do it. Um, So it's been really tough, but we're very, very appreciative of everyone who's stuck around. And, mm-hmm. yeah, one of my friends, like, listened, to, did, like, the full catch-up in the sort of break. And I'm Incredible. like, damn. I was very. like, damn, sure, you, you didn't have to do that. Um, that's like 90-something episodes. That's bananas, and I really respect that. That's amazing. Yeah. Did like I th- Yeah, they did like a full like catch-up of... I think they were like... They listened to some episodes, and then were like, I'm gonna... And we're on that Spotify wrapped. I was like, oh my god. We've been on people's Spotify wrapped. That is so sweet. I love that. That's the only yeah. reason we're on Spotify is for the optics of being on someone's Spotify wrapped. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be on someone's It's really easy to submit to Spotify. It is very easy to submit to them, yeah. Um, but that's really awesome. I love that. And um, I'm, I'm very excited about, like, starting our new podcast because I feel like with the entire, like, second movie, I feel like I've just been kind of, like, not in the mood to watch it. But then, like, we've had other delays and stuff like that, too. But it's just, like, I just haven't wanted to watch it. And then when we start our new project, it's, like, something I'm going to be excited about I'm thinking again. about just literally episode one of New Project. 
Like oh. how much there is to look forward to just there. In that first episode. Let alone uh, everything else. I know. I'm so excited. I'm excited for, I like, if I don't know, maybe new listeners, for old listeners to experience something new. Like, how could we even give them a hint? Like, just, we got our art and I was so excited. Like, Summer did the art for our new podcast and it looks so good. I'm so excited. Um, we have our theme and... Uh, Without just giving it away, I'm really bad at giving hints. Like we're okay. We're, well, we're we're staying in. Let's just say the acronym remains the same. Yeah, we have. The they same, can figure it out from there. We do have the same acronym for the new for the new show. Actually, we still have three of the same words for the new show. Yeah, <laughs> it is oh, something uh, girls make. It is c word girls make do, but not that c word. It's a different c word. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's there's a thing for you. I'm very excited because like the. I have told like three people because I've been too excited about, well, I mean, one of them is Summer because they made our art, but like the, the few people that I've told about have not seen the show that we're going to be doing. And so. Which is so exciting because like, it is like truly a masterclass, perfect show. Mm. Nothing wrong with it at all. No, I've never been anything wrong. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll find out if there is anything wrong with it, but you know, from my recollection, perfect show. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect show. So we'll find out. Um, but hopefully, uh, I'm, I'm very curious. If you, oh, I would love to see people putting in their guesses for what they think the new show is going to be called just based off of CGMD, uh, something girls make do. Well, so it's basically, if they, if they can figure out, they can figure out what it is, they'll know the exact title because it's very obvious. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see. We'll see. You'll get there and I'm excited. We'll, we'll probably announce it in like the next, Probably in the next episode, because our next episode is going to be the last episode of the the show. So um, stay tuned for that. That will hopefully be coming out soon. And uh, yeah, Matt, do you want to plug anything? Really? No. I haven't really been doing much lately. (laughs) And beyond anything? Have you not done a tuning fork recently? Not in a while. Like the last tuning fork was like a a month ago. It was probably before the last episode of our podcast that we did. Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, like tuning fork is really the only show I'm super keeping up on i haven't been on uh i mean i was on the last hkip too i guess um henry kissinger's pokemon going to die is the politics podcast that i do when i'm feeling like it uh which currently is not and <laughs> and tuning fork is the music podcast i do with my friend david where we just reminisce about the stuff that we obsessed over 10 years ago um our most recent episode was on bright eyes which is not something i actually really listened to when i was a teen so that was a that was a guest oh. so- yeah, I do I like it when you have guests on who will talk about stuff that you and David didn't listen to. Yeah, it's good. Something that was yeah, a critical I, darling around the same time. Yeah, I need to. I need to listen to that one because I listen to a lot of Bright Eyes, and I feel like it doesn't. I don't. I can't say it caused my mental illness, but it didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's one of those kind of bands that just like you. You get deeper into it with them. I think. But yeah, yeah, it's very much a, like you okay over there, bud. And you just yeah. look at any of the lyrics of any of the songs on the album. And then it's yeah. like, I'm and now as an adult, I feel like it's planted a seed. Connor Oberst planted a seed in my brain. And I'm like, where's the malnourished white boys who will <laughs> gaslight me? Where are they? <laughs> and then and that know, also... Isn't that half the island? Yeah, that's true. Whenever I'm mad at myself, whenever... I have to be real. Whenever my friends are like, Alex... Your taste in men, they all look the same. They're like Victorian. It's not my fault that I keep dating Victorian ghosts because that is what the fucking country looks like. It is the population. <laughs> I don't know what they expected. Yeah, that's at least half of it. I mean, London's a bit more diverse, but like, come on. 
I mean, I'm and I'm in the theatre circle. I'm going to an art school, and I'm in the theatre circles. The people I'm running into look like Victorian ghost boys. And you're getting nothing but waifish skeletons there. Yeah, and I still bully people if they have a crush on uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet is like a waifish skeleton boy, but he has he has negative sexual energy. Exuding That's because as much as he like plays up the French assness of his name, he's just so American. Yeah, and his smug aura mocks me. Not a yeah, fan of it. So unsexual. And it doesn't help that Ladybird is like the only movie I've seen him in where I wanted to literally kill him. Uh yeah. I had a friend who like went to at least some school with him. And apparently he's also just a dickhead, so mm. I'm still thinking about Not a surprise. Colin's prediction for who would die what what big celebrity name would die next was Timothy Chalamet, but that was like two months ago and <sighs> more celebrities have died since then who are not him. So yeah. well, I mean whenever whenever you go to the movies, you could be sure that you're gonna see a disgusting little freak. Yeah. Because Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is still making movies. <laughs> Dude me to be released. Even if he dies, that's still coming out. So. <laughs> Disgusting little freak. My friend sent me a picture of um that was like Timothy Chalamet and Megan the Stallion should date. And I said, one, a couple to rival Nikki and Tom Holland. And two <laughs> <laughs> Two, do you want Megan the Stallion to have chlamydia? <laughs> I mean they have the same middle name and the same birthday. The yeah, true. Timothy. Timothy, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Timo the Chalamet. It's exactly. Um anyway, this got off topic. Um yeah. I mean, is there a topic? I think we're just trying to we're closing out here. Yeah, we're closing yeah. out. It's good. We're gonna be back soon for episode two, and uh hopefully you can bear to listen to it with us. Um it's been a pleasure to have you on, Matt. Yay! Podcasting. You'll be back for episode two. Yeah. Oh, you're, I'll hold the gun to your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can't do half the movie and not the other half. So, no, some crimes um, can never be forgiven. Um, no, no. Okay. Matt breaking up with me a week before Christmas for forcing him to finish Sex and City too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm moving home now. Bye. <laughs> bye. I'm taking. I'm taking Luca with me. No, I would literally commit a murder. Like I would yeah. commit a crime. Um. Anyway, no one can take Luca. He's, no. he's too. He perfect. lived here before Matt did. Yeah. So I think. I don't even think either of you own Looker. I think he's just like, he just lets you live with him. We definitely own Nanny, though. Yeah, Nanny's yeah. stupid. I Nanny back up to disagree with you. <laughs> I, love, wow. I love Nanny. <laughs> but, like, you would have to be heartless. Oh, that would just reflect poorly on you. So that makes it sound like I love Looker more than Nanny when I do not. <laughs> but I love them both equally. You do. Nanny was a little bastard who sometimes deserves to be punished, and Looker has never done anything wrong. Looker's never done anything wrong in his life. Yeah, everyone has favorite children. It's fine. (laughs) Um. All right. Well, that's uh that's episode. So uh, you know what we say, gamers. So long and good night. Mohair every day. Mohair every fucking day. Fuck cops. Fuck cops. And kiss Keanu square on the lips. Mwah. Mwah.